We protect our government's communications. We try to break the other fellow's codes. We're the good guys, Marty. Hi, my name is Werner Brandis. My voice is mine. Passport verified. Janik must have figured out a way to solve those problems without the key, and he hardwired it into that chip. So it's a code breaker? No. It's the code. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast, where we talk about amazing movies you probably haven't seen. This is episode six, and we're going to be talking about the movie called Sneakers. My name is Ed. And I'm Ryan. And, uh, yeah, this is a cool movie. This is like, uh, I was telling Ryan, it's probably like one of my top 20 movies of favorites of mine. Um... Yeah, when you told me top 20 movies, I was really expecting some gold here. And I, <laughs> and I, I did like this one, which for reasons we'll get into later, but this was an interesting pick because I, I hadn't seen it. But, uh, Ed, before this, we're going to talk about sneakers here. I see that actually there's been some Facebook activity going lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. We've got some people that actually follow us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, the, the Jen, uh, she follows us on Facebook, and she actually kind of <laughs> did a little banter on Facebook and uh, on Instagram. Uh, Miss Gina and Deirdre, uh, a little shout-out to those two for listening to our shows. Thank you so much. And another thing, we, we're actually on Google Play, too. Oh, uh, so we are on Google Play. When did we go on Google Play? Uh, Tuesday, actually. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, and, and thank you, so Angel, not... for leaving a, a five-star review on iTunes. That oh, always helps. Well, that, Angel, five stars. All right, Angel. Yeah, cool. Bonus check for you, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this, let's uh, get into this movie again. So, uh, Sneakers, yeah, Ed, this was an interesting recommendation you had here. I had never seen this movie um, at all. I heard of it. This came out kind of when I was freshman year in high school, so I had heard of this movie, and I knew all the stars in this movie. But I don't know if the just the genre wasn't really appealing to me at that exact time, or what the deal was. Um, yeah, but it has. When did this movie come out again? Uh, this came out in 1992, 1993. 1993. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so the movie is basically about. Wow, I guess you'd call them hackers. Yeah, I guess hackers. Right? You know, and I should have done better research. When did uh, there was a movie called Hackers that came out, right? Too. Uh, yeah, there is a movie Actually, called yes, Hackers. There is. Yeah, I don't remember who was in that one. Who I don't. I think it's Angelina Jolie, maybe, possibly. I'd have to further research that. Hmm. We might be just talking nonsense on this podcast, right? Yes, now. must be this nice <laughs> band blend of sour rose from Sonoma. We're drinking some wine right now. Right. Anyway, um, so I, yeah, so this came out in the early '90s, and and I do recall when I watched this movie. I mean, I I caught this movie way back then, maybe shortly after its release, and um, and I was introduced to you know the cast, big cast, Robert Redford, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, the late River Phoenix, um, and uh, big another big movie cast of of you know talented actors and stuff, and uh, you know for me for Robert Redford. 
you know, I guess with my age, like I was never, I would say, a big Robert Redford fan. And I, I and I, thinking back, I gotta say this is probably the first time I actually really got the full, like my, my first exposure to him as an actor. Like I didn't watch. This was, was your first exposure, to Robert yeah, Redford. Yeah, this movie here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch. What was that? Butch and Sundance, something like that, right? I think my first one was The Natural. It's a baseball movie. Oh, with him. yeah. I don't remember when that came out. Though. Was it? That was in the eighties. Was that in the eighties? Like, maybe early eighties. I saw the wow. Natural, and I okay. remember really liking the Natural. But that's the only thing I had ever seen Robert Redford in. I mean, yeah. the Natural yeah. growing up, and he was before that in the seventies. He was actually nominated for Best Actor for one called The Sting, which I have heard of, but I have not watched. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. What, either. what kind of movie reviewers are we? We haven't seen these. Uh, Hackers, Ed. Yeah, that that was with Angelina Jolie, and that oh, was, was that was in ninety five. So this one actually was the the right main. Before the... This was before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Robert Redford. I thought he did well in this movie. Uh, it's like I think since then, um, I can see he, he's a very likable guy. You know, in this movie, uh, and, and you know, just his his persona on screen, he he does well. You know, I thought he did a great job with this one. Yeah. No, I'm not like a big Robert Redford guy. Like I said, I've only seen a handful of movies, and he's one of those guys that's he's an older generation actor. I think he's a little before my time. Right. So I just might not have the appreciation for him that other people have. You know, he's just I don't know. I've never found him truly exciting, but he did fit the bill in this one. And the the surprising thing Ed, that I found about this movie. You know, this has a very stellar cast here. If you look at the names, you know, Ben Kingsley is in this, Sidney Poitier, Dan Aykroyd. These are all big names that I've heard of all these guys and I've seen some stuff of theirs. And I felt for including these names, Ben Kingsley, he had won an Oscar uh, Academy Award in 1982 for Gandhi. Right. Um, Sidney Poitier had won one and Dan Aykroyd had been nominated for one in Driving Miss Daisy. It had all these guys that I know along with Robert Riffer, but I thought I felt that in this movie that these other three guys, they didn't have much screen time compared to Robert Redford. Even though they were in there, I thought, thought Robert Redford was the movie, really, in this one. Yeah, they, he, the main guy definitely showcased him. I he mean, was, he, he dominated the screen time, right, by far? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't mind it. I thought the, even though um, characters like Mother and Whistler and all those sub-characters, they, they played their parts well. You know, this was, uh, you know, it's a group of guys, you know, with, with was Mar Martin Bishop being their their lead man. I can see that. I'm, I'm okay with Robert Redford being the lead and, and taking the lead throughout the whole movie. I mean, it really... Even with this other yeah, all-star yeah. cast. Yeah, I think, you know, think how this movie starts off with. I thought... And Ben Kingsley, he, he was a huge name, and I, I thought he had almost next uh, borderline cameo in this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, they had to do it. They had like halfway through the movie, you're, there's the understanding that Cosmo is dead, yeah. died in prison. No, right. So you have to kind of hold him back, I guess. But um, you know, th this whole movie, the whole drive of this is was because of Redford's character in a sense that he had to change his name. He had to change. He had to hide, really, because he was wanted by the feds. And it's his whole of trying to get his life back again. He wanted. He he said it to. Um, oh, what the heck is her name? Oh, whatever. Oh, Liz, 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 Liz. Liz, Liz. Yes. You know, he said, like, you know, he was pleading to her, "Hey, they found me. I can get my name back." It was like, it was, it was like, it's his life to, that he's trying to re regain again. Yeah. You know? um, so the movie, I thought the, the how it starts off is pretty neat. You know, they it's a young, supposedly Martin Bishop. So those characters in there, I thought they did a great job of 
a young Robert Redford, I and a young too. Ben Kingsley. You, Kinsley, you know, yeah. when those guys were hacking, you know, like breaking into databases and donating funds to whatever they wanted, you know, it set the tone for the movie, what the plot was about. You knew it was going to be something computer hacking related, and. It was interesting, the dynamic between the two. But did you know that was Robert Redford right away? I kind of did. I, I was all, this is probably going to be Robert Redford's yes, character. Yeah. When I saw him and Young Mustard, like, that's that's him. Yeah, it's got to gotta be him. But I thought, like, wow, man, they picked a guy that, in my mind, would look like a young Robert Redford. Right. Right? Like, it was super convincing. It, no, it was. It was super convincing. The other guy, however, when they finally showed Bidden Kingsley, yeah, that he had his hair dyed jet black or whatever. But right. I would have never picked that guy to be, be Ben Kingsley's character. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think so, because I don't even know if I really knew he was in the movie that much at all, Ben Kingsley. I saw his name on the titles, but I didn't think that was going to be him. Yeah. I uh, I don't e couldn't even recall what ben, a young Ben Kingsley would actually look like. Right. So I guess I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that was a cool thing. Hey, did you know in that scene where and that where uh, Kaz gets caught, that, that building, that is actually the same building that was used in Back to the Future. That's the clock tower there. That's the clock tower? Yeah. That's yeah. good research. Yeah. No, I did not yeah. know like that. Yeah, like that hidden, that. hidden fact. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. Did yeah. they film? Yeah, they did film the outside of the building, didn't they? They, they did, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, Robert Bradford was in, the, in his like Volkswagen van, and suppose he's supposed to go out for pizza, and what? his buddy's That's getting buzzed, and he's like, holy smokes, yeah. he gets caught. He runs to Canada, and he's in hiding, and, and thus thrusts the story into my... And, oh, I don't know if you caught this one. Uh, in the opening scene, uh, the frame of the film was almost like a television screen. I didn't catch that. Right? I didn't I was, catch that. I remember, because I haven't seen this movie in, in a bit, and I'm watching it again, I'm like... The hell! This movie is not in widescreen. What the hell is this stuff? Yeah, you know? I loved th that. Was a good point. I loved how it was the television, you know, and it was the date was like 1969 or something. Then it panned into the present with like a TV, you know, with snow on it. Yes, you know, just yes, like a, yes. Not oh, and not only that, but even the colors are kind of grayed out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> movie nerds, right? Yeah, yeah. So they pan back, and then you see an older. Right, Martin Bishop. Right, like older right. guy, weathered. He had that weathered look. To yes. Him. And what yes. are they doing there? It's cool. They're, they're, they you see the scene and they're breaking to a bank. And I'm thinking, you know, I remember when I watched, it, I was like, what are these bank robbers? What are these guys doing? Right. You know, was, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. You know, they're trying to break into this place, and you're actually slowly starting. You get introduced to all the little characters. Whistler's in the van. River Phoenix got the, he he put the like the makeup on. Yeah. Like he's trying to you know. Uh, I don't know, be sneaking stuff. Yeah, the, the characters were all interesting, and, and I thought that it was a, a cool team. The the dynamic of all of them played on pretty good, you know. Uh, but like I said, really, you know, Robert Redford was the guy. I mean, th these guys were truly support guys, and there's a lot of times later on in the movie where Robert Redford's character, he gets separated from them completely, right? And he's right. just kind of on the screen by himself. These guys are yeah. kind of just an afterthought. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but it was good. Um, yeah, so... Let's see, what else should we talk about regarding that? So really, this, this team that was gathered here, you know, the, what their team is about is they are people that all have some sort of past, you know, mm -hmm. and their job is to actually, well, their, 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 group, their group as itself is to test security systems. Right. Is what it is. Right. And then, and then the whole story of, hey, the, the quote-unquote NSA guys are into, hey, they, they reach out to Marty and they actually know and realize that all these guys have a past and they actually realize that Martin Bishop is actually Martin Bryce. Yeah, right. And they actually reveal there, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what pushes the story along in, in the sense that there's this, was the Russians commissioned this guy, uh, Dr. 
Janik. Janik. Yeah, he's the to, mathematician guy. To, yeah, mathematician to see if he can create a program that would like make that that can you know break any code, any uh, security code. Right. It's funny looking back, you know, technology like this movie. When did you see this movie? Oh, I would say shortly after it came out. It must have been the mid-90s. See, I had never seen this. So it, yeah. now we're in 2016. I had never seen this. So looking back at this, yes. how it had, like, dated technology of uh, well, the box itself. It was disguised as, like, an answering machine. That yes. don't even exist. Don't even exist anymore. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 And, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, and then, to you know... So this might, movie might have thrown some people off because it was about hacking and technology, but did you feel that's one thing, the one negative I had? I mean, maybe they just did it on purpose because to make it easier to follow. But the whole thing with the box, I felt like it didn't go into hacking, it just decoded it instantly in front of your eyes, right? They didn't need to enter codes or it didn't really go in depth in hacking, they just plugged this thing in and the screen just, you know, like decoded everything and then you saw the what it was. Yes, yes. You know? And I'm glad you brought that up. And I think, and, and we were kind of talking about this before the show as to why was this a hidden gem? It came out number one for two weeks. Yeah, right? it was number one for two weeks, you know, and it didn't get knocked off till it's like third week when uh, Last of the Mohicans right. came out. Yeah, and so the reason why I felt this was a good pick because a lot of people haven't heard about this movie, even though, um, well, a lot of people haven't heard about it. You why? Know, if I, I, you know, that's what I'm. What I think, what I think is that, I think the title was bad. Sneakers, number one, right? Okay. Did you know what sneakers meant? I didn't even know what it meant. I looked it up on. I had to look it up. I looked it up too. Yes. It's like hackers. Exactly. Yeah. But I didn't know at the time, and I actually thought I was actually misled. You know, here's my interpretation of why I thought they call it sneakers. There's a scene in the movie where they actually first meet the NSA guys, and then Martin asks Carl, he says shoes, and Carl says really expensive and I thought they were like Martin's group was the sneaker guys because they weren't rich they weren't in a, like established group oh. so that's what I, I thought it was because I didn't understand the sneakers connotation until I was looking I'm like what the heck does sneakers mean oh they're hackers hackers yeah but I didn't know that at the time this is like 90 so you I think people that knew if anyone if anyone knew that that's what it meant and and they saw it by the previews. I, I don't remember seeing the trailer when this came out, but if you knew it was about computer hacking, do you think that could have thrown people off because it's a too complicated? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think back. Like, so this came out in '92. Honestly, when did like were people really exposed to the internet? I mean, like, I was exposed to the internet until like the late '90s. You know, right. with AOL. I remember senior mention. year in high school, '97. That's when I first saw the internet. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I can see the appeal of what is, like, again, sneakers. If you're not into the computer world, what the sneakers mean? And then even the, if you look at a cover poster, it's just a bunch of their heads peeking out underneath the piece of paper. It looks like, and there's no yeah. even connection to sneakers. Oh man, so I very think, adult. Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. So I think I was telling Ryan this. I had a, a story, and, and I think this is probably the reason why I was actually intrigued with this. This is like a little behind the scenes kind of thing. One of my friends growing up uh, was a hacker, right? And and I'm not really too sure what that means now or even then. But uh, what happened was, you know, I, you know, I, I'm from New Jersey, right? And uh, my neighbor was a hacker. He was actually my backdoor neighbor. And uh, this is so embarrassing. So I, I, I met a friend in California. You know, I used to come to California and visit family. And then I remember, like, 
uh, you know, you, you go to California, you go back to Jersey, and your buddy's like, hey, so you meet any girls and stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I met this girl, whatever. And once you call her, I'm like, oh, man, you know, like, you know, at the time, this is like, you know, uh, this is must have been in the 80s, I guess. And I said, well, I can't afford to call California. And my friend's like, hey, you know what? Uh, there are these things that you can tap into. It's how the FBI calls without using money. And I said, what are you talking about? You know, uh, FBI agents can go to a telephone booth and without having to use a dime or a quarter, whatever it was at the time, they would punch in a code, a sequence of codes, and that would actually unlock unlimited calling. Ah. And I said, you're kidding me. He said, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's try it. You know, here's, I couldn't remember, it must have been like a 12-digit number sequence. And I remember punching it in. And all of a sudden I heard a beep. And all of a sudden, I was able to call. And I was calling California, and it was not showing up my phone bill. And huh. I was like, holy crap. And then and then I remember I must have called maybe two or three times. And maybe probably the third time, this is a weird conversation. On the third time, <laughs> on the third time I call, I hear on the other line saying, this is the FBI. Oh, holy cow. I hung up that phone. and I was Super in, quick. Uh, super quick. And I, was in the <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. You wow. know, and I remember calling my brother. I was like, hey, this is what happened. He's like, well, did you hang up? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you, you call. As long as you hung up right away, they won't be able to trace you. I'm like, I am never doing this again. This wow. is absolutely insane. And so what he explained to me was hacking or computers or internet at the time was a bunch of um, bulletin boards. You know, like when you go, I mean, I think AOL had a time of a bunch of like forums, let's call them forums, where you, it was like a grump bunch of group messaging people where you can kind of interact with people that way. And that was the internet at that time. We actually put a physical phone on this thing. It actually would dial up and then they actually displayed this in the movie. And that's how they got into hacking. They used, that was, I guess, the, the genesis or the birth of the internet of using the phone or, or computer ways to actually you know, spread out through the world and stuff. So, right. so that that alone, when I saw this that movie, that major interest in this movie. Yes, experience. because I totally believe that that the FBI did have some way of communicating or or or. You but know. did you know this? What again? Did you know what this movie was about, though? No, absolutely not. I did not watch this movie knowing what this movie was about. I just remember watching it and like, wow, this is a damn good movie. So that's yeah. kind of where I was at. That was my hacking I remember story. I saw hacking one time when my uh, guy knew instant messaged me with my own screen name on the computer one time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> bizarre. That's freaky. But anyways, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we got off on a tangent there. But yeah. yeah um, so yeah, that was the movie. The, like I like under not really knowing what this movie is about. And if you really think about it, you really didn't truly do any hacking but the idea is that there's this this box that would decode things right yeah and yeah. then, <laughs> and, then uh, and then uh and then they realized that they were stealing box for the wrong group right right yeah no 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 and um i don't even know where i was going with that continue with your thought i'll chime in in a second right. on that. and so yeah and then then there's a whole sequence of um of now they're trying to get the box back. Okay, no, we were just talking about, that's what we were talking about. Why, you said this was a hidden gem because of the hacking type of thing? I, I think it was a hidden gem because the genre of the movie, or no, maybe not the genre, but like the whole gist of hacking computer, I don't think it appealed to anyone at the time because it was still an unknown thing. Exactly. Not, yeah. It, no, that's what I was saying too. Like this type of movie, you know, I was telling you this earlier, this is the type of movie that I guarantee if you were to walk through the theater, it was nothing but adults watching this movie. There was no teens or 20-something-year-olds watching I can see that. Only f for the sake of who the actors were. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That, that would I, mean, I mean, that alone, I think, would give your demographics of this movie. I, you know, But I could be wrong. I mean, 90s 
maybe a young somebody would be interested in Robert Redford. I'm not too sure, you know, but... Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that is the exact reason why it didn't appeal. Just the demographics, the actors that were in it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think only 20, no teens and 20-somethings were watching this. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, so what in this movie, Ed, do you think were some scenes that really appealed to you? Because there was a few, but which one, what captivated you? What okay, scenes cool scenes, cool scenes. Yeah. Cool scenes. I would definitely say when, when Martin was captured and he was stuck in a trunk, and he says, you know, I have no idea where they took me to. And then Whistler says, well, what did you hear? I know where you're going with that. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was And then, scene. yeah, Whistler's just actually, like, replicating, like, what did it sound like? And it had, like, a lower tone of the street. And then seams in the street, that little... Yeah, ba-dum, ba-dum, yeah, yeah. Right? And then it gets to the part where I think we drove through a cocktail party. Yeah. Right? And Whistler's like, all right, turn here and whatever. And then... Uh, and then uh, uh, one of the guys is like, so you actually drove through a cocktail party? And it turns out to be like a bunch of geese. Yeah. You know, I was like, holy God, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That was even before that scene, like where the these FBI guys pull him over in the car, right? Um, and the guy says, well, do you, do, you want, do you want our protection? You know, do you want our protection? Oh. And he gets out of yes. the car. I thought for sure at first those were, were actually real FBI guys. I didn't think they were going to pull the gun on the guy and blast the guy in the car. Yes, I had no was, idea that was. That was happen. super surprising. I was not expecting that kill on that Russian consulate right there. No, not yeah. not at all, not at all. Yes. that was definitely a cool scene. And then, well, then that gets right into the scene that you're talking about, where he's in the trunk and yeah. you know they're taking him away there. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was enjoyable, and also the whole thing of, all right, so obviously, uh, oh, well, on a whimsical part where. Uh, Werner and they're trying to get his voice. Yes, right. that was interesting too. Where, uh, you know, <laughs> I think if I was on a date like that guy was with that girl, that I would have known something's up. Especially when she says to say, "Oh, I want you to say passport." I would have known right then and there that something is. She's uh, you know trying to do something strange. You know, yes, out of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess you get the point that the guy is like a social idiot or something like. Right. Yeah. You know, he probably so. hadn't been on a date or something like that. Sure. Right? Yeah, he, well, actually, Kaz even said he Kaz said it. He said a uh, computer dating. Like, right, he's all the computer. You with right, her, they right. match you two up. Like yeah. you guys are not compatible. Right, right? and <laughs> that's when he's like, he runs into the room. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. The, like, what, what were the traps? Traps was oh, temperature. Good, I had that written down. You know, I'm glad that you were you going to say something specific about the traps of what you noticed about them. But you know, that feeling. That was the first time watching this movie that I thought the current Mission Impossible stole from this movie. In Mission Impossible. Yeah. The movies with Tom Cruise, the oh, okay, Mission Impossible you. series, yeah. you'll notice all those Mission Impossible movies have some type of thing where they need to break into a vault, sure, yes. and there's a thermal detector, there's yeah. a gravity, you know, where if they step on the floor, <laughs> you know, all this crazy stuff. And I thought, right when I was seeing that scene of how he needs to break in to recapture that coding machine, that I was thinking, oh, this is like a Mission Impossible thing with all these Yeah, traps, you know? it's like the spy devices, traps, yes, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I, I like that the traps had everything to do with moving slowly, right? Yeah, yes. You can only move, what is it, like one foot foot per second or right, whatever it was. Right, right, right. Like you got, and I, at one point they said, Marty, hurry up. And he says, I can't, yeah, right? And he yeah. has to walk super slow. Body temperature, movement, it was, these are really cool devices yeah. there, you know, and like, they're even testing, they're like, hey, we got this, this uh, moving sensor thing, and this is how fast you got, you're like, you gotta go this slow, right. and then you go this quick, uh, and it's gonna set it off, and yeah. your exact voice, and you're just thinking, you know, the group, Robert's face is like, 
how are we going to do this? But that's that's the great thing about the group. They all pull together. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. It out. And just well, again, and you said it yourself, the group that reminded this that scene so much reminded me of Mission Impossible because again, the Mission Impossible team, right? It's usually a team. It's not just Tom Cruise. Yeah, he has these little guys figuring it out for him, and his yeah. sidekicks operating the computers. It was like uh, that's. Instantly, what I thought of when I saw that movie. Instantly, I yeah. thought Mission Impossible stole from this movie <laughs> greatly in that part. You know? Yeah, I thought that was a great device there. Even like um, another cool scene I liked was when they actually called Abbott, right? James Earl Jones' character, where yeah. Wiz was like, "I'm gonna bounce this off five sounds," you know. And that was a cameo too, right? That was there, that right? was cool. And they really built pressure. It's like, listen, we got five seconds. Hang up. He's telling the truth. You know, like they're gonna yeah. they're gonna find us. You know. Yeah. I thought that was that was a really neat scene. Okay, right about that time, that's where they break in and retake the box, and you know he finds out that Cosmo is alive, right? Well, or, yeah, he confronts him actually. Or, yeah. Right, or no, Cosmo sends him away first, and then he comes back. But yes. getting back to that scene, when the big reveal is it's Ben Kingsley, and that was his old partner or whatever that got captured right. at the beginning. What did you think about Ben Kingsley being in that role? Would you have had a lesser actor, or did you like him in that role? Because he really, you know, Ben Kingsley, he's a big name, and he was probably in this, like, ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, it, it could have been played by anybody. Right, but, it could have easily, right? You know, it's one of those things, you know, I guess in movies, when you sign names, right, let's say, hey, we got Robert Redford, Ben Kingsley, boom, those, those two names go on the poster. Right, I right? don't know the order of, you know... They always call it uh, top billing. I don't know if you know right. that term in movies, but top yeah. billing means the guy that's listed on the credits first. Sure. And, and I bet you it went Robert Redford, and I didn't really look too closely, but I bet you the second name on the cast was most likely Ben Kingsley. Yeah, probably and he, so. Probably yeah. so. Yeah. And he, because he's the biggest name next to him, and he yeah. he was probably in this movie like no longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, here's another good example. Oh, what about that movie, um, uh, You Can Handle the Truth? Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. Oh, well, that the name of the movie is A Few Good Men. Right. How like long that, did Jack Nicholson be in that movie? Like, total. Oh, again, yeah. And Briefly. He, and he was and, probably the second name listed on the credits. Sure. And, he, and I think he was nominated for that role, too. He was. He yeah. was on the school for five minutes and probably made, like, $20 million. Yeah, no. We are in the wrong profession. <laughs> we need to make... Good no, but I, so you liked him as that role, Ben Kingsley? Was it I thought... It, honest, it could have been anybody. Yeah, it could. You have know, been. but I, I think you, you're trying to get names to create the draw. Sure. To, not only for audience, but even to get the draw of signing other people on board too. You know, like I, I remember reading this where they did that with. She's. Oh, I want to say Star Wars, where they had to get certain names in there, and everyone followed suit. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I, you got to have them. You got to have the names in there. I mean, if you had the same movie with absolute nobodies. Then you're not going to be coming out number one for the weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so you, you're you need right. to have your little draw in there, whether it is a name and whether it, it is a small part. No, I don't think he put anything particularly spectacular to the role, but he played the role. I yeah, mean, he did. Yeah, it worked. Uh, you know, it was just like I said, it was almost reminded me of a cameo, but it, it did work. Um, you know, I like the twists throughout this movie, Ed, when you recommended it. I mean, it, it kind of moves slow yeah. like at the beginning. That first 30 to 45 minutes, you know, you're just trying to find out what this box does. Yes. And it's funny, Ed, you know, getting to that big reveal of the big box, I think I told you this before, but now we can say, I can say this to everyone else. The Scrabble scene. Oh. To me, <laughs> to me, that did that work for you? Uh, again, the Scrabble scene is one of those things. I wasn't too sure how that really played into it, other than 
Um, Martin's character, right, uh, he is intrigued about puzzles and cryptology. I liked right? how so, I liked how they were they just happened to be there at the party and he said SeaTac astronomy, then he's all wait a minute. He's all this SeaTac there's not even such a word, right? There, it means nothing, right? There is no SeaTac anything. It's a it's a meaningless word. Right. So then like he thought travel. Right. Yeah, so he thought yeah. it was an anagram immediately. Yes, yes. But how he's figuring it out, you know, and then I, I did like how the director or whoever built the suspense by, you know, he's trying to figure out the puzzle. Then he finally decodes it and says, uh, too many secrets. And at the right. same time, it's too many secrets. That's when his partners are revealing, oh, this is the ultimate code breaker. Right. They happen like simultaneously of him decoding that yes. and his partners figuring out, oh, this is decrypting this database. See, it does work. It, that that worked. <laughs> that worked. But, you know, the, what I thought was kind of funny about that scene, Ed, I don't know, because like I said, I never saw this in the theaters, but I saw this when you lent me the DVD, and when you pop the DVD into your DVD player and the title menu comes up, it was it's Scrabble. Of the Scrabble. <laughs> yes, yes. It's of the Scrabble scene. Like, yeah. that is the key scene of the whole film. Did yeah. you notice that, too? Yeah, there's a piece in that where, you know, they have the, the, the actor's name scrambled and it turns into Robert Redford. Right. Yeah. But even, like I said, the menu, like, you knew I was going there. Yeah, this is the Scrabble scene. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that was in the menu in the DVD? Yeah, when you go to select, like, play or scenes, oh. it's all, like, the Scrabble words. Let like, me tell you about this DVD. I lent you the DVD, but I never watched the DVD. I actually own the VHS on this. Oh. And I bought the DVD because I like that movie that much. I don't even remember what the hell that menu looks like. You've never watched the DVD? No, no, I don't. I have no idea what it looks like. I watched it on VHS when it was on. Damn, it, as, a, as a caveat side note on this podcast, Ed has never watched the DVD, but yet, for some reason, his family members must have, because I had to wash it off because it stuck on my DVD player a couple times. <laughs> a couple scenes where it was freezing up. I was like, oh shit, this DVD must, must be scratched. <laughs> All right, there uh, it is. So yeah, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. but Ed, getting back to, I did like the twist of, you know, Ben Kingsley coming back, you know, seem, seemingly from the dead, and I liked, I liked the big reveal of, uh, you know, how this is in a bunch of caper heist movies like this be after it, but where he get, hands over the box to Ben Kingsley, and of course it's a, it's the fake, it's the fake, it's the right. fake, yeah, or, you know, that's yeah. yeah. It was pretty neat. I, I liked I, I liked the dynamics between the two in a sense that in the beginning of the movie they are close friends, supposedly on the same agenda of stealing for the rich and giving to the poor. Right. And at the end they are well, they went on two different pathways, you know. Okay, let me ask you a question. You've asked me a couple. Uh, you've seen this movie multiple times. Why do you think what possessed Ben Kingsley to go the view he did like rogue wanting like just complete chaos in the government? He he wanted, you know, like every, well, I mean, I guess he said everyone equal, but what what do you think made him go the route of wanting to do what he was doing? Oh, you mean like in the beginning of the movie, you mean? What? To no. steal from the rich and give to the poor? No, no, no. Afterwards, where Robert Redford re-meets and finds he's still alive, when Ben Kingsley's revealing the plot of what uh, he wants to do with the box. I think... Why do you think he went so Well, he was he was end? jaded. He went to prison. He was in prison for a long time. I can't recall how many years. I want to say 30 years? I don't remember that minor detail of that. Yeah, I think I think he was jaded. I think uh, I, I think in the movie they talked about how he got aligned with organized crime. Right. And so because of that, he kind of went off in the deep end. You know, I guess you are who you're associated with. Yeah. In prison, you're hanging with bad guys, and Mario's hanging out with the good guys. And right. there's your influences. You know? I get, yeah. yeah. I just thought, man, from what they were doing at the beginning, 
you know, to what it seemed like it was, even though they were doing bad things, like you said, it was giving to the poor, stealing from the rich. It seemed kind of, I don't know, Robin Hoodish, like noble sure. in a way. Yeah. But then after that, you meet him again, it seems like he just wants complete like anarchy, and you know, like it seems like he really went complete different direction from what he originally wanted to do. It could be. I, I the, what I got out of this is that he wanted the box, and the things that he wanted to do, let's say give, take from the rich and give to the poor. This box would give him that opportunity to do so, right? But he wanted to. What I, you know, when I was watching this, it said something like he wanted to like crash the stock market or something like that. So there's, oh, you, you know, well, he was giving like examples. That. He was saying like, what would happen if this would happen, and then what would happen if that would happen. You know, that he was. I don't think he was talking about this is what I'm going to do. In, in that scene when he's talking to Robert Redford, he was talking about like what if. They oh. actually played upon it in the very beginning of the movie. You know, like you do this, what are the consequences? Consequences is this, and they kind of went back and forth trying to get to an end result. Okay. Yeah. And they were trying to justify the things that they were doing right and, th and that's what they're doing in the beginning and towards the end he just has now he's got the bigger tool to actually truly make it happen uh, yeah. and that's when robert our character is like you're crazy this is right. this he's is just, too much <laughs> right he yeah. was extremist almost yeah, yeah. He, he said i actually says he actually cosmo said hey who's there and robert said well there's no one there there's no one there you would be almost like you're alone in this yeah and uh and, and in the very end it's about Marty, you're my friend. I don't expect anyone to understand, but I expect you to understand. Yeah. So in, in its essence, he's trying to find his friend again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and so that was, you know, he's, well, you're wrong. Sorry, dude. It's you. You're choosing this life, and I'm choosing mine. And that's why he couldn't kill him. He, he said, if you want to kill me, you have to pull the trigger. Right. 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 And he couldn't because right. deep down they are friends. They just went two totally different pathways. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Cosmo's sense of maybe. Anger in a sense that Martin left him, left yeah. him to go to jail, basically left him to rot. Yeah. Right. While Marty is out, he just took off while he got kind of took off, yeah. and I, he was scared, and you know, so be it. But um, I can see the anger and the angst with that towards him. With, yeah. On that point of view, friendship versus what's really going on with the box. I mean, maybe there are little subtle layers of that you know the yeah. whole gist of the story versus and then relationship. and then you know like i said so there was the twist of the the guy still being alive cosmo the twist of the box you know he gives him at the end the fake and then and it's almost like they did a double dip on that same thing because then at the end where he hands it over to the the nsa guys at the end right he removes the, Does even the circuitry yes, right, yeah, or whatever yeah, so yeah. they almost double dipped on that <laughs> one at the end yeah the, the movie did kind of go in circles on that one but i thought it was neat I, it, it ended on a happy ending it was kind of whimsical and how it ended no you know yeah okay i will say this and uh, this was a good recommend you know if, you, if you're looking to watch a movie that you haven't seen i would recommend this movie i like the movie it was different for hacking, if anyone's turned off by it, I felt like, you know, it doesn't get into the, you know, real science of things. It's not confusing or anything like that. Right. Were you ever confused? I wasn't confused. Very straightforward. Yeah. yeah it's that's very why I really, the, the, I, the name of the movie was not correct. Right. Just the whole, how they presented this it, movie. It's almost really not, wrong. like I said, it's almost not about hacking because the, I mean, the, no the box did everything. Like right. they weren't really coding anything. The box just like, it decrypted things almost, you yeah. know, for you. Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, all it did. Right, right. So, so, there was yeah. no hacking. Well, uh, maybe light hacking, but yeah. I guess what the box did was really it hacked. But it, the whole movie right. wasn't about. It wasn't about programming. And the the guy sitting at the. I think of 
guy sitting at the keyboard and you know like right. t- you know trying yes. to hack into something. Yes, it wasn't yes. like. Oh, since this is a visual podcast, Ryan actually put his fingers over the table and was mimicking <laughs> tapping to the keyboard very quickly, just yeah. so you you know. So, but anyway, so you know, it's a good movie. Uh, I like heist movies. There's been other movies. Did you feel? I felt the movie. The one draw I have on it, maybe because of the tech, maybe because of you know these Ocean Eleven movies and the score and other heist type of movies that have come out since, I thought had a little more to them. Do, do, do you think? Do you think this movie's dated at all? Is what I'm asking. Uh, is it dated? Right. I mean, is you know I think it, if you were to watch this like I did for the first time in 2016, is is it dated or could you tell this is not made in 2016? Uh, well, it is dated tech wise, tech wise, but I can I can see. The story, though, I th- I think still holds true. The story holds. Yeah, the story I mean, holds. Tech-wise, no, it, it doesn't. I mean, you know, we kind of went along. What was that movie? What did we do last time? Oh, yeah, Identity. Yeah. It was kind of like, well, do you have a cell phone? Oh, do you have a phone? We don't have a phone. Everyone has a phone nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when it comes to technology, it, it does sway how storylines go. So in, in, early, in the early 90s, no, there was no this kind of tech. It's rather new, you know. Again, again, to even say that this movie is about hacking, if you're in the early nineties, you you may even see say what is hacking. What does that even actually mean? Or what, yeah. are, what are the capabilities of hacking? So, to say that you can break into codes, I guess that's a big thing, you know. I mean, it still comes true today. Like in in the news already, what was the big thing a couple months back? Sony got hacked, right? Yeah, right. That was a big thing. They were releasing like. Uh, information, movie details, and so yeah. on and so forth, and that still holds true today. Hacking is is a major thing. I mean, the, the power of hacking, or the and, oh, this is what I want to get to, dude. Right. So Cosmo was really right. And towards the end of the movie, he says, "What controls the world? It's ones and zeros. It's it's not about like things. It's who controls information." And that still holds true today. Today, it, it is all about information, whether it's how quick you get it via, via Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, internet. It's, we're getting information so quickly today that I, th- I think you and I were talking about this one time. What would you do if you didn't have it? What, like, what, do you, what would you do if you didn't have the internet right now? And yeah, I said, you'd be back to like the Stone Age. Everything would be slower. Yeah. Like if I needed a phone, I'd actually have to find a phone booth or a dial, you know, something to punch in and physically call. I don't someone. know how we, you knew anything before because I think I even asked, you know, in our jobs, like, um, you know, if you didn't know this diagnosis of something, like, how would you find out? Like, if you needed to know right now, now we just look, we look it up like right now to know what sure, to do. Sure, you can actually just ask your phone verbally. Yeah. Hey Siri, what but is blah blah? If you blah. didn't have that type of information at your right at the palm of your fingertips, like how, how would you find out to act instantly on something? That that's why I think yeah, that does go down as like a great creation. Like you know, it is yeah, and and like I said at the at the end of the movie, Cosmo was absolutely correct. The world information. Yeah, it's ruled by ones and zeros. So on that aspect, it does hold today. The execution of maybe the actual physical tech, well, that's obviously dated. Yeah. But the the gist of of what they did with it, it's it's. I think it still holds. I think the story holds. The acting by Robert Redford was very good. Like I said, I wasn't even a big fan of his, but he does a very good job in this, and he do- he dominates the movie despite all these other names. That holds. The story holds. But I think if you were to watch this movie for the first time and you've already seen other heist type of movies like those ones I named Ocean's Eleven The Score all these other type of heist movies you might think this one moves at a slower pace would you agree? Yeah yeah well like like, like let's 
give an example as Ocean's Eleven. I mean, like, what do they do with Ocean's Eleven? They just modernize it. You know, they they give they introduce. I mean, Ocean's Eleven is a remake. How do you make a remake? You you modernize it. You yeah. Know, you you bring in fresh faces. You bring in fresh technology. That scene yeah. of, of replicating the whole bank vault. Right. right? Yeah. I guess you're right. It just seems so much high, higher tech. Right. Higher, higher tech. tech. Yeah. Clear I mean, tech. You know that there's some people that are just really interested in the special effects. And that's what drives them. And there's some people that go to movies because they like the story. And in this one, I guess if you put tech out of the equation and you just took it as, is this an enjoyable story? For me, it is an enjoyable story. Like I said, I, like if I see it on TV, I may actually sit and watch the whole darn thing because it just brings back good memories again. You know, it could be one of those nostalgic kind of things. Like Frequency is a great example. I like that movie. I saw it way back when. If it comes on, I'll watch it again because of the, the impact it gave me a long time but ago. But Frequency doesn't... Well, we talked about that movie before, and I don't want to go back in time and you know rehash Frequency or anything, but yeah. um, that one doesn't seem dated to me. No, no. While no. the... Because I mean, it doesn't rely... That one didn't rely on technology. Not at all, no. This one seemed like... It actually relied on old tech, the CB radio or whatever it was. Uh, right, which Ham is... Ham radio. Yeah, I guess so far removed that it doesn't even matter anymore type of a thing. But this yeah. one, like... Like I said, I like the movie, but if you were to watch this compared to other things, I, I just feel like that's the one negative I have about it. Like they, you go, oh man, I've seen, I've seen better versions of this movie. Basically, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was neat. Yeah, well, I, I get what you mean. I mean, nowadays, if you saw that scene where they're trying to uh, bounce their phone call off seven different satellites, and you actually saw a physical land phone, people they don't even know what that looks like. Nowadays, nowadays, even if you did have a phone in your house, it's a wireless phone, not with a cord. With actually, had a, a coil cord to your phone. I mean, that's a dated thing. Right, you know, right. So. Like I said, so I agree with you. Ed. This was a, wor a worthy watch. You know, especially if you like these actors. These are all notable actors. I mean, Robert Redford's been nominated for an award. Sidney Poitier's won an award. Ben Kingsley's won an award. So these are all notable actors. And if you like these guys, this is worth a check out if you have not seen it. Um, if you're a younger fan and you don't know who these guys are, maybe you wouldn't like it as much. But, you know, but <laughs> worth, the, worth the look out for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that's all we got for this show. Uh, again, you know, you can find us on Facebook at Hidden Gems Facebook or something like that. Instagram, uh, Twitter, Hidden Gems underscore pod. And uh, email us at hiddengemspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's right. a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. All that tech, my friend. Okay, chime, right? yeah, chime in about sneakers and let us know if you like that one, <laughs> uh, what you thought about the film, and maybe we'll give you some responses there. We'd like to if we get any notes. And next week, um, Ed's going to post it for you, but we're probably going to most likely be talking about the movie Breakdown. Oh yeah, <laughs> breakdown. Was that Kurt Russell? With Kurt right? Russell yeah, in the yeah. early, probably the I think that came out in the early two uh, thousands, maybe late nineties, early two thousands. But that's one we're probably going to recommend to you next time to watch. Get a jump start on it. We're going to discuss breakdown next. Sounds week. good. All right, Ed. All right, peace Bye. out. Close. Now we're going, we don't need. <laughs>
road. And we have a problem. This is Sparta! You shall not pass! Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me sure. I'm the king of the world! You idiot! Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes?